Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Leafs Nation, oh my goodness, can we calm down for just a moment here? The Maple Leafs announced that they're bringing back up Ilya Samsonov to the Maple Leafs roster. We're going to get right into this, crack this nut wide open. Here's the thing, Dennis Hildeby, you want him to develop and grow into a goaltender you can use in the NHL, correct? Not wrong there in my Leafs Nation. So this goaltender is sitting on the bench and only practicing not commanding a crease, whether it's here in the NHL or in the AHL. He's sitting on that bench, and he's getting practice time, yes, with NHL shooters, but he's not getting live in-game action. The other hand, you have Ilya Samsonov, who you are bringing back up. Yes, the confidence issues are there. Yes, he was only working with a goaltending coach, a little bit of time with some guys on the Marlies, didn't get into any games. Here's the thing. You have to bring him back up. You have to have Ilya Samsonov on your bench and possibly give him an opportunity to rectify the problem. Because the thing is, if you're not going to put the Hildebeest into any NHL games because you don't want to, as the Maple Leafs said, ruin his development in his first year in North America, you need him to go back down to the AHL and command an AHL crease and be down there and do what he does best, which is stop the pucks and be the Hildebeest. Let him command a crease. That's what he needs to do. You cannot just keep him up in the NHL, riding the pine and playing in practice. That does not help a guy that you hope to be something with his side and talent ability. He needs to be able to be playing games, and the Maple Leafs made the call today to do that. Now, the thing with Ilya Samsonov is everyone's going to say, he's got no confidence. We can't put him between the pipes. We're going to lose games. Here's the thing. Bring him back up. Let him work with the team. Let him work with the coaches. Let him figure himself out. And then put him in a game, see what you have. And if it's still the same story, you're only doing what you were doing now with Hildebeest on the bench, but keeping Mr. Samsonov on the bench. You allow yourself to run Jones and have Samsonov, an NHL experienced goalie. We all know the woes he's facing right now, but it allows you to have an NHL experience backup on the bench that can play. You let Jones keep doing what he's doing until Wool gets back. By the way, Wool on the ice, obviously a ways away, Sheldon Keefe says, but positive to see him on the ice for the Maple Leafs in practice, working full gear, by the way. 
So that is a thing that is coming. But if you're just sitting there and freaking out saying, oh my God, why'd we call up Ilya Samsonov? The thing is, you're doing the same thing, essentially. Just Samsonov will sit on the bench, oppose to Hildebeest, who needs to be in a crease. I think that needs to be said, and I think that needs to be realized. That is a very real possibility of what could happen. Will Samsonov probably get a start? Yes. And it'll be a chance for him to see if he can go through the motions and get something done. But at the end of the day, the reason they call up Samsonov and put Hildebeest back down is so Hildebeest can be in a crease in the AHL and get back to playing and continuing his development in year one in North America. So if the Leafs don't want to put him in an NHL game, this is the natural progression of what you do. You bring Samsonov up and leave him on the bench, just like you were doing the Hildebeast, and still run Jones. It doesn't mean you're throwing Ilya Samsonov right into the crease for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's not what's happening here. So just understand that and don't freak out because we didn't see Hildebeast anyways. It was all Jones even in a back-to-back. So I think that needs to be said, and I think people need not to freak out. Because very easily you can still have Samsonov ride that pine with no problems. So then I switch it and I look at this and I say, okay, we're going to roll with Jones. The defensive effort so far as the calendar turned into the new year has been pretty damn good. You stifled the LA Kings, but Dennis Bernstein told us they were having difficulty scoring. Then you go ahead and you get a good game against Anaheim. You pepper their goalie with shots and squeak out a 2-1 victory in OT is what it is. And then you beat the lowly Sharks back-to-back. But little things matter. And they're things that I've preached about all season. Proper defensive play. Proper positioning. Proper movement of the puck out of the zone. Along the boards. Off the glass. All of those little things. And sacrificing the body. And Simone Benoit was the best at saying it. I can't score the goals. But I'll hit everybody for you MFers. No problem. I'll crush everybody there is. So I like that out of this squad. They're galvanized. They're coming after each other. They're looking after each other. They're pumping each other up. That stuff is a thing that matters. It shows the team is like this, not in clicks. So that is a thing that does matter. One thing I am worried about about the Toronto Maple Leafs is the penalty kill play. And yes, it's slowly ticking up a little bit. They were at one point middle of the pack. They dropped back down into the 20s. They need to work on the face-off draws. They need to make sure that defensively those face-off draws are being won, and that is a job for David Camp that he's not securing and not doing well, which is a reason he was pulled out of the lineup. If you're 30 or lower percent on the face-off dot in your defensive zone, whether it's on the PK or 5-on-5, that is unacceptable. And a guy that might be able to rectify some of that situation, maybe you look at Dickinson. Out of Chicago, a hard-nosed kind of player, scored a hat-trick against the Leafs, but could be a wily veteran player that gets in the lineup and does some damage as a bottom six forward for the Maple Leafs. Think Noah Gregor-ish, but with some more upside offensively, maybe. I want the Leafs to go and investigate that, maybe make that deal. There's a history with Chicago, obviously. You went and got McCabe. You went and did those deals. Things can happen. You get Blackwell in the deal as well. I want to see what happens here for the I'm Lafferty, not Blackwell, but you see there is a history. The Leafs need to address that because you need to address your penalty killing. Having a bottom of the tier penalty killing is going to kill the Toronto Maple Leafs going up against better teams. This week we will see some tests. A defensively stout New York Islander team, the Colorado Avalanche, we all know what they can do with scoring and guys that score in bunches. they got three 20-goal scorers already. This is going to be a couple of games that test the Maple Leafs after some lackluster opponents. 
And I'll be the first to admit, I think the game on Saturday night, the Leafs in the second and third period, took their foot off the gas and really had some problems facing the San Jose Sharks and let them get back into it. If you look at each of the games too, even the LA Kings, they allowed them to double and triple their shot totals going into the second and third period. We all know you get more chances, there's likely more goals. So the foot needs to stay on the gas and it did last night. And timely saves, something I preached about and Martin Jones has been making timely saves at the right times to keep the Leafs where they need to be. And unfortunately right now, all of the teams that the Maple Leafs are facing they're not allowing the Leafs to gain any ground. The Florida Panthers. <clears throat> the Boston Bruins, there's a question mark. We'll talk about them in a minute. But the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, everyone around them keeps winning as well, so there's not as much separation as you'd like for the Maple Leafs. Now, ship off the Maple Leafs here for the last two minutes of this 10-minute lunchtime bite-sized rant podcast that I'm throwing up here. <clears throat> Apologies. It's dry out in Nova Scotia, even it's pissing rain. So I want to talk about Linus Allmark, this could be big for the Boston Bruins. He was not able to skate off the ice under his own power or walk down the tunnel in overtime against Arizona last night. Swayman had to come in, but that is something the Leafs are going to watch. Everything affects the Leafs here because if Boston, who's now lost two games in extra time in a row, do not have Linus Allmark, that could spell some problems. Also, Portua going down with an injury as well, and I think Carlo also out of the lineup so that team is starting to fight the injury bug a little bit, which could benefit both Florida and Toronto in trying to catch them as they are, again, leading the Atlantic Division. Now, the other big injury, obviously, is Connor Bedard. He went for surgery and it's now confirmed six to eight weeks for that thing to heal. That absolutely sucks. Derails another young rookie career. But I want to sit here and say the head coach of the Blackhawks, the players, and even Connor Bedard, for what I've heard, said the hit wasn't dirty. It was just an unfortunate circumstance that ended up injuring the kid, and now he's out. So the problem is we missed Connor Bernard for six to eight weeks. We probably miss him winning the Calder Trophy a la Connor McDavid. Funny, Connor and Connor didn't get the trophy. But, um, you know, shout out to Connor Bernard. Get surgery done. Get back on the ice and get playing. Uh, it sucks, but $34 million on the IR for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a damn record in itself. But um, I want to know, guys, leave a comment under this uh, this podcast here. It's a little bite-sized one for lunch. Do you like these little rants? Do you like what you see? I want to know. The last thing I'm going to talk about before I go here, i got 15 seconds or so, Nick Robertson looked good last night coming in because Noah Gregor was sick, buzzing around, scores a goal, looks like he can be an offensive guy. He should be in a top six somewhere in the NHL. I think they package him. The question is, where do they package him to? Is it going to be to Calgary? Is it going to be to Arizona? Is it going to be somewhere where they pull in a defenseman for this decor? I want to know what you think about that and Nick Robertson. Let me know in the comments down below of this podcast. But guys, shout out to listen to Offside. You guys always tune in in droves. I love it. Thank you so much. We're closing in on the 1 million download mark, which is absolutely bonkers. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Offside. You know what the slogan is around here. It's Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey... They come to talk. Shout out to you, Ed Pap.